I was thinking about this the other night. I have come to realize that there's a lot of things that I don't know. I'm willing to admit that. Pretty humble guy. I, I'm realistic. Uh, for example, I don't know what the meaning of life is. Haven't figured that out yet. There's a lot of things to live for, but I don't know what the true meaning of life is, right? I don't know how many feet we are away from the moon or how many miles. A quick Google search would tell me that, but you know, for the time being, I don't know that. And if I'm honest, I'll probably forget it anyway. Um, well, I'm single. I probably don't understand women as much as I'd like to. Uh, but here's one thing that I do know for sure, getting back on track, getting serious. I would absolutely hate to be a CFP committee member tonight because Jesus Christ, <laughs> this one is going to be tough. And now a deep dive with TJ O'Sullivan presented by NCT Sports. Welcome to the Deep Dive Podcast. My name is TJ O'Sullivan. Glad to have you with me. Uh, this is going to be a relatively quiet podcast uh, because it's it's 2.17 a.m. right now. Uh, that's, that's the current time on December 3rd, Sunday, uh, Bowl Selection Sunday, I should say. Uh, stayed up and watched the, uh, the ending to the Florida State-Louisville game. Um, so... I, you know, we've we've now seen all of the important conference championship games. We're going to talk CFP, by the way, just in case you haven't figured that out. Follow me on Twitter at Sully Voice underscore um, Twitter or X, whatever you'd like to call it. Um, give me your thoughts on this episode because it's it's a deep one. Like there's there's so much to talk about right now. There is so much that happened. The championship week, right? It starts off with the Pac-12 championship. Washington defeats Oregon 34-31 to uh, for a very long time. It looked like uh, Bo Nix was going to get the ball back, and, and it just didn't work out. Washington defeats Oregon for the second time this year. Oregon, one of, in, in my personal opinion, one of the top five teams in the nation. But with that second loss, they've essentially signed their death certificate. They, they are done. They will be in a New Year's Six Bowl. It will not be uh, in contention for the national championship. Uh, props to Oregon. They they had a, a hell of a season. Bo Nix, uh, one of the front runners for the Heisman. He is one heck of a player. Uh, so then we get to today. You got the Big 12 championship where Texas defeats Oklahoma State 49-21. to You got the Big 10 championship where Michigan defeats Iowa 26-0. And then you've got the Florida State-Louisville ACC Championship, which I mentioned before. I stayed up and watched. Florida State defeated Louisville 16-6. Florida State 13-0 conference champions. But then, (laughs) and we already knew this going into this game. We already knew that this happened. But Alabama defeated Georgia in the SEC Championship 27-24. The exact thing that nobody on the committee wanted to happen. Alabama won. So now, there is, oh my goodness, there is such an interesting discussion, I guess, that needs to play out. You've got Washington and Michigan in the playoff, they seem to be locks. I'll I'll say that I think they're locks. 
and then you've got two other spots that you need to divide between Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and Florida State, all of which are one-loss teams, Florida State being an undefeated conference champion. So I wanted to... I. I, I just want to break down each team. You know, I, I went through, did some digging, because I was thinking about it. And I wasn't originally going to do this podcast, but I decided, like, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this. Because this is one of the toughest decisions on Bowl Selection Sunday that has ever happened. It's one of the toughest. So let's take a look at Georgia first. Georgia, they finished 12-1. and they're 8-0 in the SEC. Their one loss was yesterday now, today, 27-24. Uh, to 24, They lose to number 8 Alabama in the SEC championship game. Now, just to be clear, I went through and I went and got all of the strength of schedules. It just renewed um, as the clock struck like 1 a.m. today. Uh, it just renewed on ESPN, on the uh, the Football Power Index. Everything, all the numbers that I'm going off of are going off of that. So I went through all the strength of schedules, strength of schedules that have already been played. So this is the true, at the end of the season, how tough was their schedule. Georgia, 37th toughest schedule in the nation. Their top 25 record, they went 4-1. and one. That one, of course, being to Alabama today. Uh, but their four wins are against number 20, Kentucky, number 12, Missouri, number 9, Ole Miss, and number 18, Tennessee. And they outscored all five opponents. I included the loss in here. Uh, they had a score differential of plus 107 points. So that's Georgia. Dominant on offense. You know, they we we know this. They, uh, going into today, they won 27 straight games. Uh, from the beginning of last season through this season. So then let's take a look at the team that broke that streak, Alabama. They are also 12-1, and also 8-0 in the SEC. However, they are the SEC champs. Their one loss is a 34-24 loss to another team we're going to be talking about, number 11, Texas. Or number 11 at the time, I should say. Their strength of schedule, meaning Alabama, fifth toughest schedule in the nation now that all the games are done. Their top 25 record, also 4-1, and one, that one coming to Texas. The four teams they beat, number 15 Ole Miss, number 17 Tennessee, number 14 LSU, and they have the best win in the nation over number one Georgia today. Their score differential, plus 35, so about a touchdown a game. Now let's take a look at Texas, also 12-1. and one. Big 12 plays a nine-game schedule. They went 8-1. They are the Big 12 champions. Their one loss, a four-point loss to number 12, Oklahoma. Oklahoma finished 10-2, 7-2 in the Big 12. Texas beat Alabama in Week 2. That is something that you need to remember. Texas has a strength of schedule of uh, the 13th rated, excuse me, the 13th best strength of schedule. It's very late. I do apologize for for slurring my words here. It's very late. (laughs) But I want to get this out before the morning. Um, Texas, 
13th toughest strength of schedule. Their top 25 record, also 4-1. They have wins over number 3 Alabama, number 24 Kansas, number 23 Kansas State, and number 18 Oklahoma State. That happened today in the uh, Big 12 Championship. Texas outscored opponents six by 63 points. And then you get to Florida State. The undefeated 13-0 ACC champs, the College Football Playoff Committee, has never, let me repeat, they have never left out an undefeated Power 5 Conference champion from the playoff. Has not happened since the inception 10 years ago of the College Football Playoff. However, Florida State has a strength of schedule of 55 55, the 55th toughest schedule in the nation. Their top 25 record, a perfect 3-0. They only faced three top 25 opponents. They won against number 5 LSU in week one, number 16 Duke, and number 14 Louisville this past night against uh, in the ACC championship. They beat Louisville. Florida State outscored opponents by 49 points. So now you have to take Florida State, Texas, Georgia, and Alabama. You got to take two out of that. Which of those two are going to make it? Because it is a it is a tough call, no matter how you look at it, right? If you if you're talking about Alabama, right, you say Alabama needs to get in, then Texas needs to get in because Texas beat Alabama, which means that Georgia needs to be left out. Because there's only two spots left, which, you know, you can get behind that. What you can't get behind is Florida State getting snubbed. 13-0 conference champions. Let's talk about Georgia. If Georgia gets in, then Alabama must get in. They have to. They just beat them today. They're SEC champs. That means that both Texas and Florida State are snubbed. So now you talk about Texas. If Texas gets in, you have an interesting situation. Do you tell the SEC, which has been longstanding, the toughest college football conference, the SEC, the elite of the elite, do you tell them that they need to sit out so that Florida State can get in? It's an interesting conversation to have. Tell Alabama and Georgia that they sit out and Texas and Florida State get in? Or do you snub Florida State and choose between Georgia and Alabama? Most likely Alabama. So that's that situation. And then if Florida State gets in, then you have to do some football math. If Bama beat Georgia and Texas beat Bama, then it must be Texas. Which means that Alabama, the SEC champions, they get snubbed. All of that's confusing. I threw a lot at you right there. But that is what we're dealing with. Four teams, two spots. That's everything that you need to know. And now I'm going to give you my opinion. So I guess, what is this? My final thoughts already? Maybe, maybe not. I'm just going to give you what I think should happen. I recorded my thoughts as I, as I was thinking about it. I went through all the numbers, just I, I wrote everything down. 
So this is, at the end of this, I'm going to have my four teams. So this is, this is my way of thinking. First and foremost, Washington and Michigan are locks. I said that before, they're locks. They have, they, they're, they're undefeated conference champions with some of the toughest strength of schedules this year. They're easy decisions in my opinion. Not necessarily in that order. I'd, I'm, I'll, I'll do seeds at the end. But Washington and Michigan are in. So, But you also have an undefeated conference champion in Florida State. And this is where I sort of agree yet disagree with Kirk Herbstreit. Okay? Where I agree with Kirk Herbstreit. Okay, here, hold on. Here's some context. Kirk Herbstreit went on the Pat McAfee show earlier this week. And he said, he, he posed a question. He said, if you're on the committee... Do you think it should be the best four teams or the four most deserving teams? And that was kind of like a split decision. Like everyone kind of decided at the end that it should be the four best teams. And Kirk was like, yes, it should be the four best teams, but sometimes it's the most deserving and it should be the best. This is where I agree and disagree. I agree that it should be the best in the case of Liberty this year, 13-0 in Conference USA. They have the worst, the worst strength of schedule. They haven't played anybody. They haven't played a single team that matters. They they will, after today, or after Friday, excuse me, where they won the Conference USA champions championship and Tulane lost, I think that they're going to be the group of five representative in the uh, in the New Year Six. However, there's no way that they make the playoff. None. They are not most deserving. That's where that's where I say they need to be the best, not the most deserving. However, think about think about this. This is just something that I came up with. If the Kansas City Chiefs decided to go get some paperwork signed by the NCAA and they got approved to play a year in college right wouldn't happen complete hypothetical just follow me here say the kansas city chiefs they're joining the sec and they are playing college football for a year and somehow some way you know current roster current skill everything patrick mahomes travis kelsey like they're they're playing college again right now and somehow some way they pick up two losses in this playoff situation. They they pick up two losses. You look at the talent level on the Kansas City Chiefs and you look at literally any college team and you know that Kansas City is the better team. They're the best team in the nation in, in, in this hypothetical. <laughs> Do they get in? They're one of the four best. It's a silly hypothetical, but it, it points out a flaw in that way of thinking. It doesn't always have to be the best. doesn't always have to be. If they got two losses and they're going up against two undefeated conference champions, a third undefeated conference champion in the Power Five, and then you're going up against Georgia and Alabama who are two one-loss teams and they were in the SEC championship, Kansas City. Kansas City Chiefs are not getting into the playoff in this in this situation. 
The only reason I bring that up is to just poke holes, right? It's not, it shouldn't just be, it should be a healthy mix. Deserving, I think, needs to be taken a little bit more into consideration than best. Because you could have a four a four-team playoff with just SEC schools, and a lot of people would be content with that. But then you've got teams like Ohio State and Michigan, and this year you've got Oregon and Washington that are still elite programs. Probably very good chance that any one of those non-SEC schools loses to a top SEC school. So I'm just trying to poke some holes in that logic. It's not necessarily best. You have to think about deserving. Because they won when it mattered. The other teams didn't. We wouldn't play the first 12 games if the only game that mattered was the 13th. So that's my that's my two cents on that. So do I think FSU has a com- uh, has has a contention? Absolutely I do. They are still the 55 the the 55th be- I don't know why I can't say that. They they have the 55th strongest schedule in the nation. They've only faced three ranked teams. I don't know. I don't know if I can make a decision on just that. So we have to revisit FSU. This brings me to my third point, which I thought was going to be controversial, but admittedly, I was on Twitter a couple minutes before I started recording, and I saw that this wasn't really a hot take. I'm, I'm surprised. Kirby Smart came on, uh, came out in the press conference and said that, you know, Georgia, even with the loss, is still among one of the four best teams, and he's probably right. But I think because Bama, Texas, and... And Florida State, they have such strong cases, and they're all conference champions, which is the one thing that Georgia can't say. Georgia just played themselves out of a college football playoff bid, and that's just the evil of college football. It's it's tough. It it it's a tough break for Georgia. They they only lost one game, and they it just so happened to be in a really bad time when it really just came down to which one of these, like if Georgia won, a lot of this gets easier. It, it If Georgia wins that game, Bama's done. And, and then you decide between Texas and Florida state. And then in that scenario, Florida state being the only undefeated conference champion that would have gotten snubbed. I don't think that would have happened. Texas would have sat out. But now that you have all of these different situations, it's like, hmm, now you have to think about it. And I don't know why that changes it, but to me, it does. To me, it, to me, a Bama win, a Bama win lessens a Florida State win. A Georgia loss lessens a Florida State win. I don't know why it does, but to me it does because it just adds so much chaos to the mix. So, here are some arguments that I that I see um, with this. Uh, it's just one game, you know. Same for Alabama, Texas, 
uh, puts them ahead of Georgia. Uh, the other argument I will most likely hear is uh, they won 27 straight games before today. I only care about the last 13. They went 12-1 and this season. They're one of three teams in the conversation with a 12-1 and record. They are the only non-conference champion in the four teams looking to get in. So Georgia's done, unfortunately. Two-time reigning national champions. They are going to play them. They played themselves out. And that just tells you how important each game is in college football. So that leaves us with Texas, Alabama, and Florida State for the final two spots. And I still struggled to make this decision. But as I struggled, I looked on ESPN and they dropped their final power rankings heading into Selection Sunday. In order, the top six were Michigan, Washington, Texas, Florida State, Alabama, and Georgia. Which tells me that ESPN was okay with the SEC sitting out. ESPN said that. Their power rankings said that. So with all of that being said, here are my four college football playoff teams for 2023. At the one seed, I've got Michigan. At the two seed, I've got Washington. So with the Georgia loss, Michigan and Washington, they stay in that same order. They slide up one spot. Michigan one, Washington two. At number three, I have Texas. 12-1, and one, Big 12 champion Texas. And then there was one spot. At the four seed, I put Alabama. I snubbed Florida State in this particular scenario. Now, why did I why did I do that? It really comes down to their strength of schedule. It really does. In the same light of why isn't Liberty in the conversation for the uh, for the college football playoff? You know, Florida State much higher strength of schedule, but it's still too far separated, too far removed from the other teams that we're talking about here. They only played three ranked teams. One of them was a three-loss Louisville in the conference championship game. Louisville has the 53rd highest strength of schedule. The highest rated team in terms of FPI, uh, football power index, according to ESPN, uh, that Florida State played, Notre Dame. 10th best team according to FPI. And they had the 48th toughest schedule in the nation. That's the highest. Highest out of any of their any of the teams that they played. 48th is the toughest schedule that they faced. So for that reason, Florida State got a little bit easier for me to drop. Then you look at the fact that, yes, the SEC is just a better conference. The ACC had a good year this year. Florida State... Should be proud of what they did. But when you're talking about the other three teams in the four teams that we're discussing right now, they faced five ranked teams, higher ranked teams, 
we're talking like and 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 they each went four and one each loss coming against a, a, a top 10 top 15 opponent come on it it's pretty easy when you look at it that way the committee will not leave the SEC out they won't if they have the SEC in it has to be Alabama if Bama's in Texas has to be in both teams this is this is where we go back to Herb Street both teams are just better than FSU Florida State also without their starting quarterback something to take into mind however this is this this will be my official final thoughts if Florida State gets in I'll be happy I will be very happy but if Florida State gets in then it has to be Alabama that gets out the point is, there's no correct answer. There's, there's, oh my God. I, I've been talking for 25 minutes. There is zero correct answer when we're talking about this. I will not be extremely upset in any way, shape, or form unless Georgia and Alabama are the other two teams. If that's the case, then I will be upset. If Texas and Florida State get snubbed, I'll be upset. If Florida State gets snubbed but Texas gets in, I understand. If Alabama gets snubbed, which won't happen, but if Alabama gets snubbed and Georgia's in, then I'll be upset. Like, just make it make sense. That's all I'm asking the college football playoff committee. Just make it make sense. You know, there are certain teams that need to be in if certain teams are in. There are certain teams that need to be out if certain teams get in. Just make it make sense. I'll be happy. Put on a great show. But those are my thoughts. So just to recap, number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Number three, Texas. Number four, Alabama. Florida State, they're at a New Year's Six Bowl. So it is almost 3 a.m. Do you agree with my list? Follow me on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, at SullyVoice underscore. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you want to hear next. Uh, But until next time, my name is TJ O'Sullivan. Selection Sunday is today. Don't miss it. It's on ESPN. I'm going to go to bed. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Really exciting conversation to be had tomorrow. We'll see what happens.